Welcome to the Nailed It Podcast with your host, Joseph Hughes, founder of Contractor Dynamics and creator of the Dynamic Accelerator Program, found at ContractorDynamics.com. Sit back, relax, and welcome to today's fire episode on the business of construction. All right, what's going on, everyone? I'm excited to welcome my buddy, William Rankin, to the show today. And this is a bit of a unique episode because usually we have either myself on here, we have contractors on here, and William is uh, neither of those things. He is a magnificent content creator, storyteller, master of all things video. And uh, that's something that we believe heavily in here at Contractor Dynamics and that we train our clients on, that we uh, instill into our marketplace and kind of beat that drum every day. So I want you guys to hear about the importance of video and storytelling from someone other than me, because you're probably sick of hearing it from me. And I figured uh, no better person to have on here than someone that I've gotten to know over the years through the roofing industry that has provided a ton of value and just really wows people with his content and storytelling. So uh, hopefully uh, this conversation lives up to that, that introduction. I'm sure it will. What's going on, my friend? Not too much, man. I appreciate you having me on because I, and I remember what really sparked it was I, I, you know, I've obviously I follow your posts, Joe. So, you know, like when I see, like, um, when I saw what you were talking about with storytelling and about video and about, and about cameras and trying to get, like, help people get over the hump about some of the preconceived notions or the obstacles, I was like, man, this would be really a cool conversation to have because I think it's really important, you know, what you're, what you're trying to tell people through you know, what they can do on Facebook. I, I mean, the simplest thing you said is true. I, I think I heard it once. Our phones have more power and more sophistication than the lunar landing had, which was Im- incredible to hear. But it's like, it's it's true. And in, in when you drill down to the marketing sense, it's like, you can do everything on your phone. You don't have to have like all the cool stuff. And believe me, like, I love looking at pictures like, oh my gosh, look at that rig. Look at, wow, look at, look at, look at that vest they're wearing with all those neat lenses in there. But then it's like, that's great. And that'll accomplish something, but you, you could shoot something on a phone and people never know it because the quality is that good in comparison. So I really enjoy when you put out content like that, because I just think that's so important because I just meet so many people all the time. They're like, oh, I, I can't do what you do. And I'm like, well, man, yeah, you can. I mean, you, you can do it. Anybody can do this. They really can. It doesn't take much anymore. The technology is so democratized that there, there's leaving, there's little room for excuse anymore as to at least getting out there and attempting it, you know? So I, I just, again, I say, I really appreciate what you put out there in terms of that type of content. Awesome. Yeah. I think it was, it was a post I made a couple of months ago and, and you wrote this really long, insightful, thoughtful comment on it. And I was like, man, um, I want to, I want to reply, obviously that, that warrants a good reply. And I was like, you know what? It's probably just easier to hop on and talk about it than for me to try to articulate this long response. And thank you for sharing your insights and all that. And this way, you know, more people get to benefit from it because we're distributing this audio video and, you know, all the, all the platforms and all that. And yeah, th- that is something that as a marketing training company, we're training our clients on doing video. We're trying to convince everyone to do video because it's not the only way, but is is you know one of the best ways to really build your brand, get your story out there, generate business, and you know expand and deepen your impact, whatever that means for you. One of the biggest things that we kind of coach our clients on is getting out of their own comfort zone, getting over that fear. And I think that that holds people back. It's like, well, you know, I don't have the right equipment. You know, I don't have the right camera. Um, I don't, you know, I don't want to do it unless I can look like amazing, right? 
And and my theory and, and our team's uh, you know philosophy is like, hey, you don't need to be great. Just get out there and get those reps in. And then you know if you want to graduate at some point to like a fancy camera, great. But you you don't even have to do that at any point. It's about telling the story, and you can do that you know in any with any device really. Like the smartphones these days are amazing, and um, you know there's little gadgets that we can add onto our smartphones, microphones, and you know, things like that that can really help amplify, you know, our voice and tell that story. But yeah, talk about that a little bit. Like what, do you see that in your, in your line of work? I know you work obviously closely with a lot of contractors, which we'll get into in a minute, but you see that, uh, that fear and that, that sort of thing as well. I do. And I mean like it, and I think a lot of it comes down to like, and, and in most of the space I'm in is roofing. And a lot of times with roofing, it's like, well, how interesting can you make roofing you know like in terms of video because it just doesn't seem like there's that much that's interesting and it's actually the opposite there's a lot of interesting things you can do you just got to sit down and you got to think about it i think the technology is part of it i also think another part of it too is just like just thinking through oh i think people get scared about like i'm not i don't have enough interesting stuff to tell it's like you can do it there's a there's just a lot of different ways and that's why when you talk about reps it's like well you can put out this video you 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 just got to try a lot of different things and you just got to figure out like, what are people responding to? Where are the interactions coming from? Like, Oh, do they, do they like it when we do a funny thing, when we do something, maybe it's a little more comedic, has a little bit more of a funny edge to it. Well, yeah, maybe. Do they like videos with testimonials? Do they like videos where they see like that really cool drone shot or what, what do they like? The audience will tell you, like you'll see just, and even if you dig into your analytics, like, okay, I'm getting more impressions or I'm getting more, things of that nature on this day with this post, do it. And if you don't, it's okay. Cause if you're doing the reps, if you're being consistent, you know, if one video doesn't measure up to expectations and doesn't move the needle up, ah, well move on, just move on from it, get to the next one and keep going and keep going. Like it's, you, you can't focus on, I guess what I have, I guess what it boils down to a lot is I see a lot of people, they'll try one thing and if it doesn't work, then they just don't do anything else. It's like, I can't do it. It didn't work. Nobody looked at it. I was like, well, of course not. I mean, like, I remember the first time I published a podcast, we did a wrestling podcast in 2015. There were like five people who listened to it. And it was like, oh no, what's that mean? It's like, well, it means we just need to do another one. So maybe we get six and then seven and so on and so forth. And then eventually years down the road, it was like, we had a thousand an episode or whatever. And it was just like, hey, that's, it's just by doing the reps, the repetition and just getting over it and finding like, what is kind of a good groove? And because I guess specifically like the, a lot of the content I see roofers will show me at retreats like oh man i did this video and i'm like it's just one drone shot of a house like i mean it's awesome it's a drone it's you know if you a lot of people can fly drones really sophisticatedly they can do some nice arcs and it looks like a helicopter shot from a movie it looks great but there's no story to it it's like okay well what can you do start asking the questions like what would be cool to add to this and then that's when you can just get into that area of trying things like let's work in some testimonial stuff let's get a let's get a project manager on camera talking about this particular roof. Maybe there's a, a, a very specific, interesting story about this roof. Like, oh my gosh, this is somebody who had a catastrophic thing happen. They had to suddenly call somebody. They got us in there within this amount of time. We were able to do this, that, and the other. That's when it's like, now you've opened the floodgates. Now you've got some stories you can tell with this and it can be a really interesting piece. So it's a combination. The technology is one thing and then just getting over the hump of like, Oh my gosh, I don't have enough story to tell. Man, you got a lot of story to tell. Like your every community is different. There are stories within the community with your company that you can tell. And it makes such a difference. You know, Florida, you know, I don't know what's gonna happen with the hurricane. I don't know when that whenever we drop this. We know th- there could be some activity in the southeast. 
with with a with a hurricane with a big storm. When it happens, of course, everybody comes flying in. Everybody's got signs. There's everybody who's coming in. Everybody's trying to capitalize off it. The people are going to win or the people have that have gotten good relations with the community. that have earned their trust. And a lot of ways you earn the trust is through that content and getting it out there on Facebook or on whatever platform you use to connect with. And it's just so important. And that's why it's like you just you have to keep trying because that will help establish those roots of trust that you have and all that. So storytelling and technology it's it's finding finding that marriage of the two that works within your company you know nice i love that yeah like the drone footage thing it it bugs me because you know that was cool five years ago when drones were first starting to like kind of come out and get uh popular where you kind of have some drone flyover footage and it's like okay that's that's cool nowadays where you know everyone has a drone um attention spans are even smaller these days shorter whatever it, that's just not interesting. So someone's got a drone, they're doing some drone content for, you know, say your roofing contractor. You mentioned like having a project manager on there telling a story, a client testimonial. I think that one of the holdups, and you can probably articulate this better than I can, but like one of the holdups with people, they're like, they don't really conceptualize that you can like, you know, maybe splice a couple of different things together. Or if you're taking that drone footage today on a Wednesday, it doesn't mean that you have to like, you know, publish that on a Wednesday. You could just have that footage kind of sitting in your, you know, on your drive, on your computer or whatever it is so that you can use that in some other capacity. But the concept of like, okay, I'm shooting this on Wednesday. I don't have to publish it right away. I'm going to put this in my content library so that we can create something with different aspects uh, and that might be intimidating for people that don't do video editing. How would you kind of coach someone on like, you know, that strategy and how to implement that without being, you know, having a, a big background in editing? No, I mean, it's, I mean, it's simple. I mean, like, and the thing is like, what's great is like, we, we know it through the things that we like, whether it's on our phone or on Netflix or on these streamers, we know when we watch these things, like what we suddenly like when we watch any of these things, like what are the types of content that are, that are good to see? And so What's great to have is just a bank. You just start building a bank of B-roll. Like, especially like if I, if we do a, a studio shoot, like if we're doing something, if I'm doing something with Hunter in there and we're talking about Fulfillment 50, right? We're talking about Fulfillment 50. We're talking about why it's important to go through your 10 blessings, 10 targets, excuses, all of them. And what's interesting is like at all the retreats, I get footage of people writing down their Fulfillment 50. A lot of times for those individual videos, I'm not going to, I may not use them for, I may not use all that content for that, for that particular video for that retreat. But I always hold on to it because if we do something down the road where we're talking about self-development or specifically fulfillment 50, I can pull that. I can go to that. That's why speaking specifically for like roofing, like drone shots or any kind of just general B-roll of project managers or any type of laborers working on, I, I can bank that because if we're doing any kind of maybe a montage about the company, a video about the company as a whole, that kind of stuff can be great to pull in there. It's easily recyclable. I know one thing I I, I think is um, outstanding. Like for example, I I, start, I I noticed this first with Brian's company, Quality Roofing, down in Florida. They would take drone shots, and they didn't even necessarily have to be a specific resident's house, but they would marry it with a testimonial, a written one, like a five star review or something they had gotten on Google. And it was beautiful. It was very simply done, like a light animation, real easy to do. It's built into whatever program they were using. And they would bring that, they'd use that, that drone footage that, again, may not even be that house. It may not even be that customer they're referencing, but they've got it and they can use it again for this. And if, they, if you bank like 10 or 15 of those, 
they become indistinguishable. I mean, like Hunter literally talked about one of his, one of the genius talking points he has about how he did his social media back in the day is he'd be on a roof and he would take a photo from like 10 different spots on there and use that throughout the coming weeks to show, oh, to make it appear like we're on all these different roofs. Well, it's really one roof, but from all these different angles, you wouldn't know the difference. And that can be good because then you're like, okay, now I have a bank of content that I can use throughout the week. So that way it's not like, oh man, there's nothing interesting going on this week. So we can't put anything on social. And that's nonsense. There's something you can put out there. You can do you, even if it's something that you've already shot weeks ago, repurpose it, Right. find a way to repurpose it and use it now. Because most of the time people aren't going to know, they're not going to know the difference and it doesn't matter. It's it's not, it, it, there, there's, there's no bearing on it whatsoever. It doesn't mean anything. You can use that shot. If it's, you can use that shot, whatever it is to help tell a story now or get across a point or something that you want to do now. So that's what's just B-roll. You can never have enough of it. That's why at a retreat, the reason I shoot all day and into the deepest part of the evening is because I never know what I can use either for that video or for a promo down the road or something. So it's invaluable just to keep shooting and get as much stuff as you can. Can you define for the audience what B-roll is? Yeah. So like, if, if you took our video right now, and when I'm talking about a, ret- a revolt retreat, all of a sudden I would throw up keeping this audio rolling, but have the video change to literally footage of a revolt retreat. So it's, it's, it is visual, it's, it's footage that complements or that is, uh, that can complement the audio that's in your video, or it can complement what video was previously playing or whatnot. So even if it was like one of you, Joe, like all of a sudden we can cut to you at one of the retreats talking about the importance of being able to educate contractors about the use of uh, video in their marketing. We can cut to footage of you doing that. Right. And that's what becomes just really important. That's why having that diversity of, of, of footage that you've accumulated is just so important because you can always bring it to, because I mean, this is something I always think about Joe, when you scroll through like Facebook, t- your sound isn't on initially, right? right? Until you touch the video, right? Yep. That's how most people have it. Right. My phone loves to try and turn it on and I have to go in and tell it to turn it off because you never know where you're at and you don't want your videos to start playing automatically wherever you're at. That, that could be bad. But that becomes interesting then. Like if you're scrolling and you're looking at a video and you're like, okay, it's just a drone shot, but that's all it is. It's not doing anything. But then it's like, it goes from a drone shot. Oh, there's a project manager. Oh, there's another shot of, uh, of somebody working on the roof. Now there's the homeowner. It's like, this is interesting. Now there's, I'm, I'm a little more interested in taking some time to see what this company is all about. And that's just, we're having that B-roll is important. It's just stuff that you can cut away to while you still have your audio going, while you still have like whatever your A-roll is of whoever's on camera that you're interviewing, or if you're the person talking in front of the camera, you're the A-roll, you can cut to some of that B-roll to kind of mix it up. So that way it's not just stuck on just one thing the whole time. That's what makes videos interesting. I totally agree. Yeah. And one way to look at it is like you and I are on this right now. We're talking about doing video. We're talking about drone shots, but like, it's awesome. It would be awesome to be able to show like what we're talking about, show some drone shots of roofs and things like that. Are you giving a hint to your editor? What's that? Are you giving a hint to Pedro, your editor, telling him what, yeah, what yeah, he should cut sure. in here? <laughs> uh, absolutely. And we do that, right? Because, you know, that's part of it. You yeah. want to show what you're doing. And that's like we, when we go to events, and I speak at events, uh, certainly like we will, you know, pay whatever, not whatever, but we always hire someone, whether it's locally or bring someone with us to get that footage that we might not use right away, but we'll certainly use in, you know, some other capacity. 
And then the other part of that is, I don't know the stats, but like we're so conditioned as people to be, uh, you know, to see the frame switching every few seconds, right? Whether we're watching TV or whether we're watching, you know, some kind of whatever production it is, like the frame is always switching. And fortunately or unfortunately, like that's necessary in order to hold people's attention these days, right? Like, is there a stat on that? Like every three to seven seconds, you should be like switching oh, up the man. frame or. I swear, like it, it, there are times where it's even shorter than that. Like there's some, like there's this awesome thing you should go watch. It's from, I think, Taken 2. There's a scene from Taken 2 and somebody like it's deliberately titled this way. It has to do with like how many cuts does it take? How many editing cuts does it take Liam Neeson to get over this wall? I'm serious. When you see it, it's like 10, like 10 different cuts just to show somebody getting over a wall. And it's, I, I may be exaggerating, but it's hilarious because it's only like a five second scene, but there's all these, these rapid cuts to it. So the stat, I'll tell you, man, it's such a moving target. There's some movies, man, you can watch that. You're just like, Oh my God, like you're exhausted because it's cut. Right. It has cut so much. So there, there is a fatigue that can come with it. It's all about just like, what is, what is your story? What are you trying to tell? Like I'll give you an example. Like when I, when I cut together the VIP party for RoofCon, that is a very different video than like day three where John Maxwell's on stage talking. That's a very deliberate video. It has a very, not a slower edge to it, but it's a little bit more drawn out. Like I want you to be able to hear the audio, have some nice cuts, probably some slow, slow motion cuts, things I've slowed down. So that way it's just a, it's a, a bit more fluid or whatnot. But then the VIP video is it's a party. Yeah. So guess what? I'm going to have, I'm going to change some things. I want the energy to come through in, in the video. So that way, so in that reason, there's going to be there's going to be a lot more cuts. There's going to be a lot more fast camera moving and stuff like that. So it's all about like, why are you doing it? Like when I mentioned before, like, oh, you can cut to this, you can cut to that and cut to the other. It doesn't mean fast. So you don't have to do it necessarily rapidly. Just like, when does it make sense? Like we're all viewers. We know like when we're watching something like, I feel like it should go somewhere now. I just feel like it. I have that, like I get really picky that when I'm, I'm watching back something I've made, I'm like, I don't know, I'm getting a little antsy. It's even the shots lasted a little too long. I just feel like it needs to go somewhere. Is there a B-roll I can go to? Maybe I need to trim this, cut some audio out of this and, and mash it together or something like that. It's really just about feeling out what your story is for that particular thing. And roofing, unless it's like um you're showing like a process and you're wanting to like, or maybe you're you have to span a lot of time, maybe you get a little more rapid in there to be like, okay, boom, 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 boom. We just within the you know 30 seconds we've got through three days worth because we were moving really fast you know it just depends it just depends on your story whether or not you need to cut that fast okay that makes sense and i think a lot of the audience you know we're nodding our heads like okay i i get that how do i how do i make that happen obviously you're you're professional and uh we keep teasing what you do in your background we haven't gotten there yet but that's fine we can hold that suspense uh, but how do people actually like make that happen, right? Like without having a film degree or editing, is are there some basic tools that people should they do it themselves, or should they yeah. should they find someone like you to to do it for them? Like, what do you recommend? I, I think anything a, a business owner can offload is great because man, if you're if you're not necessarily a one man show, but like let's say it's only like a three man show, but like and everybody's having to juggle a lot of different having to take on this part of it can be really hard especially if you want to make it look in, and I agree with what you said, even if it's not like perfect, if it's decent enough, it's watchable enough, it's good enough to get on, on Facebook or social, it can be really hard though. It can be really difficult when you're just one man. 
I definitely advise getting somebody like, and it doesn't, you don't have to go get somebody who's been like a veteran shooter or something like that. You can get people, depending on where you live, if you've got a university nearby, there's a good chance they have a media arts department. And I can tell you from my experience, I would have loved somebody to come in there like, hey, you're about to graduate, guess what? Or maybe if you're a junior, or you're just looking for something for the summer or whatever. If somebody came with an opportunity to go shoot up, like, absolutely. When can I go? When can I sign up? Because if nothing else, you can offload at a probably a, a pretty low rate since they're either beginner or they have very, or only maybe a little bit of experience. You can, you can offload that for low cost. They can get their feet wet. They can build their portfolio. And depending on whether or not it's a good fit, when they get out, you can bring them on full time or whatever fits your budget. I mean, like budgets, I mean, I'm, I'm a very budget conscious person and I understand that like not everybody can necessarily bring on somebody full time and I get it. But I'll tell you the way I got in with, uh, with Cornerstone was not a very traditional way that Hunter found me. It was a very, maybe it's become, it will become more traditional or has, but for me, what I was used to where I write a, I fill out an application, I go in person with my suit on and I go that that's how we, I'm 39. So like, I I just feel like I, I, I'm still learning new things when it comes to this, all this uh, as I go. But, you know, I just, uh, other than that, like, there's technology wise to be able to get it going. Like you don't have to have all the fancy programs like Canva. Canva has video editing in it. We talk about Canva all the time for graphics. It's awesome. If you don't do Photoshop, you can do Canva. It's great. It's also got video editing. There are a lot of these now, like they're more and more popping up all the time. They are either free or they're very low cost, simple to use video editors that you can use on a, on your computer. You don't even have to have like a, an, an awesome like like media computer to be able to do it. I mean, that makes it easy. So that way then like your investment doesn't have to be super high to be able to get somebody in there, give them some initial technology to start off with. And let's see how it goes. Like, wow, they really catch on to this. Oh, they have ideas for this. Well, let's invest a little bit more. What's our return? Are we getting return on some of these on some of this content? OK, maybe we can invest in a camera. Maybe we can invest in this newer program or a program that's a little more opens up a little bit more opportunity for them to do a few more things. You know, I, I just think that like, if you can bring in that person uh, from either, like I said, a university somewhere close by somebody who's just like, just wants to do video because there are, there are people everywhere who want to do this. They want to be able to dive in and be able to do something with it. Be able to bring them in would be great. I think that's a great, that's the best way to do it is to have somebody. Yeah, that's a great answer. I don't want to say I've never edited a video, maybe less, maybe three in my entire life. I'm not, I don't edit our videos. I don't have an interest in it. It's not the highest and best use of my time as the owner of the company. So, you know, we have people that do that locally and, you know, remote as well. So what we recommend and and we train our clients, uh, roofing contract companies on how to do their own marketing. We've only had like one or two owners um, that that are really like, yes, I, I really do like the video editing. It's like, They'll do it late at night as a way to like re- relax and unwind and they're, you know, they do it. Other than that, yeah, they're hiring someone either in-house to do it or, you know, outsourcing it locally. And, uh, and that's, that's a great way to go because there are people that have an amazing uh, skill set. They have their own equipment in many cases. They're just looking for, you know, experience or looking to make a couple bucks. Uh, we've had college interns here, our local university, Monmouth University, uh, we even had a high school intern at one point, Jack. He was amazing. Uh, we were trying to convince him to come on full time, but he went to college in California um, and he's doing great. But yeah, there, there are people just put it out there locally and you'll be surprised. So 
Uh, it's not something that we recommend to an owner of a contracting company to do just because it is time consuming and there are more important things for you to do in your business. Not that video is not important, but you know, uh, you need to focus on your unique ability and what you can, what only you can do in the business. Right. All right. So that makes sense. We rec yeah, uh, Canva, iMovie is a great way to start. You know, you can graduate. It's also great. iMovie's on your phone. Yeah. I'm, what's great is now it's on the phone. You could almost bypass the whole computer altogether and do it on your phone. And and there there's um gosh, I downloaded Premiere Rush just to have it on my phone. I've never I've for me like being used to doing it on the computer, like doing sometimes I, I get frustrated with doing it on the phone. But if you're just starting out and you've never touched on the computer, it can be great. And it can be really simple for you. So absolutely, iMovie is a great one. Cool. Um, and, and Premiere Rush, is that like the entry-level Adobe product? Like the... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like the... And yeah, it's kind of like their phone version of it. I think it started off as a phone version. Well, it didn't necessarily start off as a phone I think there is a computer version of it now that's kind of a light stripped down. Okay. Less intimidating version of it. Yeah. Sort of like Photoshop Express back in the day. There was Photoshop Express, which was, again, kind of a tighter, you know, the bare essentials type of... Photoshop program. So Premiere Rush can be really good. I, the Adobe Suite, I think it's just that that's an, if you have the budget for it, the Adobe Suite, it can be invaluable. Yeah. With all the, and there's so many things in there. There's things I haven't even touched yet in there that are, awesome. that are great, but that's when you get into After Effects and all of that. Anyway. Yeah. Great. One of our clients in Texas just recently, uh, she's a marketing manager at a roofing company and they recently invested in Final Cut and Adobe, so she's excited about that. So, all right, so yeah, those are those are great tips uh, as far as editing and all that. Now, you've talked about this a few times uh, already. For those of you, or for those of the audience that don't know you or what you do, tell us about that because that's how we met, and uh, I think a lot of people will will at least recognize the names that you're working with and the organizations that you're working with, and people have probably already seen your content and seen your seen your amazing work, whether they realize it or not. So um, I am the cinematographer for roofing.com, Revolt, and, um, and for RoofCon, all three of them. So I, and that, I work for Hunter, Hunter Ballou. Um, I started off like it was funny. Like I, it was just a really interesting circumstance. A Facebook group is how I got hired. That's what I was teasing earlier. I got, I, there was a post in a Facebook group here in Greenville looking for a videographer, just somebody for Cornerstone to be full time. And what was really cool was very quickly that changed that changed into doing it for RoofCon, then Revolt, then just kind of moved up from there. Just once once we got our relationship going, it was like, oh, this is what I can do. And this is what you can provide for me to do. This is great. This is a, a perfect marriage for so for what we do. So I go around like my um when when I think about in my brain the hierarchy of things is first of all, like anything has to do with Revolt with our retreats that we go that we put on. I'm there. I'm there from the beginning to the end, shooting the entire day. I'll do recap videos for that day. I'll do a final recap when it's over with. And even when we mix in some activities like the incredible football game we have every single time, which is the best part of the weekend is getting to shoot a football game on the ground. That's one of the best things ever. But I do that. I do studio stuff when we're in studio. If we have to, we're putting out a training. Uh, if there's any type of, um, any, I guess, any type of testimonial stuff that we do with Revolt, I'll be there to shoot that, edit that together. Then RoofCon, going to the event, shooting uh, promo videos for it, shooting recap videos of the day, getting testimonials from that. Same thing in the, in the general umbrella of roofing.com. I'm just, anytime there is an opportunity for, for video and that just comes in a variety of different forms, I'm going to be there. And what's great is like, it's a thing that becomes easier and easier. So if something pops up quickly, because I've got all that B-roll circling back to what we talked to earlier, 
boom, I can repurpose that and get that, get that out quickly and everything. So it's all about speed. It's all about working with some purpose to be able to get that stuff out there. So that's, that's what I do. Um, if, if you're not familiar with Revolt, Revolt is a mastermind that has to do with uh, self-development and business development for business owners. I mean, our biggest things we focus on mind, body, and legacy. And we bring in, the, we're going to be having a retreat coming up October 13th through the 16th in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, where we, uh, again, we'll bring in a host of um, uh, business owners to this free retreat. Yes, it's free. Bring them in. And What's interesting is like, and I, I get to observe every one of these. I have filmed every one of them. We've had over a dozen now. And no matter what, even though the trainings can be the same, the group of people is always different. The stories are incredible to hear because everybody, not only they come from somewhere, somewhere different, or they have a different circumstance as to how they got into business. When we talk about getting into self-development, we talk about the things that aren't fun to talk about. We talk about the things that may be holding you back from being not only successful in your business, but in your family, in your personal life. And to hear those stories as to what are those things and then seeing people take those initial steps to get over them, that's incredible. Like that's what makes it fun for me to be able to shoot. Like that's why like a lot of times it has almost nothing to do with roofing. These are just people who have stories. They come from this, they have a conflict, then they they take action and resolve it. And then later on, we can see the fruits of that work. So I get to getting to shoot all that is a blast for me. So that's that's one of the great things about working for Revolt and with RoofCon is you just see just some, and you get to meet some incredible people. You get to hear their stories and you get to see where they're going, even from when they came in, but then even down the road afterwards, following up with them. So that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm a full-time shooter for the whole thing. Yeah. And uh, probably more than full-time, man. Like we met at, I think the, oh, maybe before that, but where I really saw you kind of in action was at one of the member retreats in Revolt uh, last year in Utah. And that was amazing. Like we were doing some, uh, some pretty cool, like, you know, off-roading, we were freaking water skiing, wakeboarding, we were, you know, all sorts of things. Like it was nuts. Oh, we were doing Murph every night at like, the the Murph is the best because like this is why this is what's so much fun about this. What I love about shooting sometimes is when like the unexpected comes up and it's like it's 11 o'clock at night in Utah. We're going to go out to a park at night and do a Murph and you're going to film it. All right. When do we go? Let's get. And it was wild when we got out. There's like there's no light. How are we going to make this work? Well, just angle it this way or whatever it it was so much fun it's probably one of my favorite videos because it was so spontaneous and it was just like what's i, I got to figure out what the story is in just a couple seconds here as we start shooting and just and just go for it and that's what made utah so much fun it was like there were a lot of times where something would come up and it's like oh let's get let's get let's get recording here and it's like you said if we even if we're not going to use it now there is something this can be used for later that was so much fun. That was. That was such a fun retreat. That was. That Murph was crazy. Like, I, I normally go to bed at, like, 9.30. So, the fact that we're, like, going out at 11.30 uh, was at Mountain Time, which is, you know, on East Coast. So, like, it's, like, the middle of the night for me. I'm like, oh, everyone else is doing it. So, let's go. And then we get back. We're all sweaty. We're tired. We're trying to grab some water, maybe a quick bite to eat. And there's William over there in the corner, you know, drinking a coffee or whatever, Red Bull or whatever. He's just, you know, editing and, like – by the time you wake up in the morning, that video is already out on YouTube and you're like, that's like, what, like, does this guy sleep? It's crazy. Um, so uh, one of the hardest working individuals I've seen, I know there's a lot of people that back me up with that, but just like, you know, for those of you watching, listening, like people, most of us in the roofing industry have heard of roofing.com, revolt, roof con, 
thousands of people every year at the event, like that doesn't happen without telling stories, without William's ability to get in there to document, to tell those stories, to share those stories and videos out there on social media. And uh, like, you know, none of that is, is really possible at the level at which it's operating without storytelling. So thanks for the work that you do at the impact that you have. And you're right. It is, it's, it's not about the roof. It's not about the, the revenue of the roofing business. It's about the people behind it, the struggles that we overcome, the things that we have in common, the things that we're all going through, right? That you know you don't really open up about until you're kind of in person in that environment. You know, we're doing this virtually, which is fine. You're in South Carolina, I'm in New Jersey. But like, you know, I'm I'm on the road every month going out there and, you know, meeting and and interacting and learning and teaching and everything like that. And that's real that's where the the real stuff really happens. So I look forward to seeing you at the upcoming events for sure. You know, one thing I think that yeah. also if, one thing further, I, I you brought up something that made me think of it when it comes to shooting. We talk about like being able to go out and shoot a lot. You got to be able to edit fast. Yeah. You have to. And I, I take it way too seriously, but that's because I absolutely love it. And there's nothing else I'd rather do than be able to get something, get content shot, edited out the door quick. I don't care what it is. Like I just I just shot a wedding on Saturday. It was out by Monday. Done. Get it out. Done. Because the story is fresh in your head. It's best to get after it as soon as you can. Another reason why it's great to have somebody full, like whether part-time, full-time, whatever, somebody that you can offload your video marketing to, because then that way they can shoot and they can get it done quickly. Is When you're an owner, you sometimes don't have that kind of time oh, yeah. to be able to shoot and edit within the same day. And then you let things sit. And then when they sit, you forget, you forget some of the cool moments and you then have to go through all that stuff all over again. And you're like, oh, I, I, ha- I think I had something but I've lost it now because it's like a week later. Yeah. So that's why like, as soon as we shot that Murph, I was like, no, 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 we're getting this done because I remember this was good. This was good. And this was good. Like a handful of things. I was like, and then, you know, as it's going on, you know, just you're thinking, you're thinking, you're thinking like, what can we add? Oh, I remember we're doing this thing about the Murph. So let's add in the president, let's add in Bush giving that medal of honor posthumously. And then, oh, I remember the doc I watched about Bush. And then he had this, there was this great song. Let's use that song for it. Da-da-da-da, all these different things. So, that's what gets really fun is just like when you have those thoughts going through your head, you got to be able to get them out quick because then like you lose the momentum and you lose the choices. So I just I just wanted to couple that real quick with what we're talking about with shooting is that being able to edit quickly. And again, I, I come from the University of Hunter Baloo where done is better than perfect. And, and that's exactly the mindset that I've got to have a lot of times, too, is like, let's get this thing out there. I'm going to get as close to perfect as I can. Right. If it's not quite there, it's all right. I'm going to get them on the next one. I'll learn from my mistakes or whatnot. But I just wanted to mention that quick. No, no, that's 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 excellent. Uh, speed is is certainly important, right? And I think that holds people back, like trying to be perfect. Like you have to have those minimum standards, yes, of what is acceptable to put out there. Uh, but you need to get things out there for sure, especially in today's crowded, noisy world. I want to go back to story real quick, just for a couple of minutes, and touch on that. You're talking about, you know, we're talking about roofing. Most of our audience is the roofing industry, contracting industry. And uh, you run into roofing company owners that are like, well, you know, it's not that interesting. We do this every day. We just put on this roof. Like, what do you say to those people that are struggling to like come up with a story? You know, is it just like simply like a before, during, after? Just talk about why you're doing this roof. Is it like trying to tie it into community or like what tips do you have there? So I, I think the first thing you do is get in a room with a whiteboard and start sketching it out. Get, you just you just make a list, make a list of all the possible ideas. What are all the possible different things that we could do? And you'd be surprised how quickly that list can get really long because 
once he just started thinking about it, it's like, oh, we could do a video on this. So like start off with the, I think the most important video is your company story and not just like, like, like getting into like, you know, this is what we offer pricing or what, no, just talking about who you are, what are your core values? What is your mission? Those things, like we talk about that night one of a revolt retreat, but it's, it's, it's still important for any type of video re revolt or not. You could do an entire video just talking about like, as a business owner, like what are your core values and what inspired you to want to have this business in the first place? We're not even talking about a roof. Maybe that specifically ties into your story, but for the most part, we're not even talking about the nuts and bolts that have to do with the, the, the literal job that it is. It's like, why do you care about having this business in this community? That can be a huge part of it. So you talk, you can do a video on your core values, your mission. You can talk about, you can do an entire video about your culture. What kind of culture do you have at your job? Do you guys have like, do you have, um, do you have company events? Do you have things where you bring your families together? You know, do you do, do you do events like where you bring the community in? Do you do events for your community? What kind of um, philanthropy do you do back into your community? Cornerstone put on 12 proms during the pandemic when the high schools were, were shutting them down. That itself was a video because it's like, this is what they're giving back. Again, it has nothing to do with roofs. So you don't have to get stuck in the, well, roofs aren't interesting. Yeah, they're not. So figure out like what, what, what are the things that can be connected to it that can be really interesting. So again, stuff like um, stuff that you're doing in the community. Who are some of your reps? What are their stories? That stuff is so cool. Like we have so many reps at Cornerstone. We have one rep that started off just like working, building chimneys, making only like 20 grand a year. And then like got, you know, took a risk, took a job in roofing and got up to six figures and now was able to buy land for his family and being able to provide for his family in a way he never thought possible. There's a story. It's a great story. And it just, and, and you, all of it can always connect back to what we were talking about with core values and the mission and everything. And so you can get beyond that. Are you guys involved in any parades? Like there's, we do parades all the time up in the upstate here. So there's always a cornerstone float or there's a cornerstone presence in there. Like just showing the trucks out. That's great stuff. That's stuff that you can go record. That's easy. That's really easy. And then if you want to lean more towards the roofing side specifically, then it's like, okay, let's, um, let's get some customers on camera who are satisfied with our work and want to be able to go on there and talk about like, you know, what was, what was great about X company coming in to, to help them out. Who are some of the people they work with specifically? Maybe they can be on camera too. If it's a project manager talking about what was successful about that. Maybe you can also do videos that are, that are just strictly educational for homeowners. Like I'm a project manager. Here are some things you can look for really easy things. Like, you know, even if you can build like Maybe even like we have a mock roof that we have. It's on the ground that you we uh, that's got shingles on it and everything. You can go on there and you can use this as something to demonstrate. Like, oh wow, that's what hail damage looks like. Not to say that we're going to you know, turning customers into experts, but at least like give them an idea. Like, if they run into an issue down the road, oh, okay, well they gave me some great education. I'm going to reach out to them because they gave me some of those great pointers on what I can do and stuff like that. So right there, we just got off like six, seven videos that you can do. And, you know, you can just, you can repurpose those. You can do different versions of those. Like hardly any of them actually had to do with literally roofing. Right. So 
there's tons of ways to do it. That's awesome, man. Um, yeah, I think everyone watching this, listening to this right now is nodding their head and be like, yes, we do those things. Yes, we do that. We do happy hours. We do this. We have people. We can highlight them. So it's a matter of giving it a little bit of forethought, like Williams mentioned, like the whiteboard, right? Think about these things in advance, You know, whether it's weekly planning, whether it's your weekly meeting, sales meeting, whatever it is, Like, do a little bit of planning find a resource, find someone that can help you with the shooting and the editing. And there you go. That's like your two-step process right there. It's like, you know, find someone to do the work, do some planning, and then like go out and just document what you're already doing. So that just keeps it very, very simple. And, you know, you're doing things, you're already doing things week in and week out as a company. Just, you know, document and tell the story of what you're doing. And that's going to get people to know who you are. It's going to get people to be familiar with you and, and what services you provide and how you uh, are a part of the community. And then when they need your services, when property owners in your area are in need of the services that you offer, well, you're going to be top of mind because you've been telling those stories. So um, one of the things we did, uh, I, I, the, an idea I had when I worked at the, I actually, the first like actual full-time shooting job I was for the South Carolina Fire Academy. So what was really neat was when they have a recruit school, it was like an eight week recruit school. One of the ideas I had for because the social was just burgeoning because it's when you're going through the state, so like social media can be really rigid because there's a lot of there's a lot of precaution, like, okay, we'll post this, not post this, or whatever. And one of the things I told was like, well, why don't we go grab grab clips just throughout the week and show like what a recruit learned during like week three or four or whatever of the recruit school? And to tie it into what you're talking about, like with roofing or with any kind of contractors, I go out to shoot a couple clips. Doesn't have to be a lot. Maybe I only shoot for 30 minutes and then I'm done for the day. And then I'll do it on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Maybe I'll edit on Thursday and then it's out on Friday or something like that. That's one type of video you can do is just maybe just a, a, a consistent weekly recap of what you guys were doing. Yeah. Now, some weeks may be more interesting than others and that's fine. But if you've got a week where you're like, we're going to be doing this type of roof or and this type, completely different ones, different play, different different size houses, different types of houses, and we're doing this little event in the community or whatnot, why not just go grab just a snippet of each and you can put together something for your week at the end. Like that, again, ties back to what you're talking about in the very beginning, that purpose of B-roll, shooting, shooting, shooting. Just grab as much as you can because you never know when you can use it. Even if it's not just for an individual thing, you can use it for something maybe as a compilation or something down the road. All right. Awesome, man. Uh, I appreciate that. Like, I think a lot of people are taking notes, hopefully get the ideas flowing, get the creative juices flowing. And uh, they've got some tangible things that they can go do to get out there and tell their story. So I appreciate you sharing, opening up. You've got a ton of experience. Uh, I, you're someone that inspires me with your work ethic and your passion for what you do. Uh, there's no replacing that, right? You're not doing it for the money you love. Obviously, you know, I'm sure you're compensated well, but you are, uh, you're a passionate, uh, you know, individual and leader. So thanks for your inspiration there. Thank you. Man. Before we head out, you got a few minutes to answer, uh, just a couple quick lightning round questions. Have some fun. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Lightning round. Okay. We're all about personal development. We're all about professional development. I'm sure you are a, I'm guessing you are a reader. Uh, what book are you currently reading? I just finished winning Tim Grover. The second one I read relentless. That's I, I don't delve. I'm not super deep on, on I, I mostly read books about movies, but if I'm going to do self-development, I'm a Grover guy. So I just finished winning. So absolutely. That was phenomenal. It's a great, if you liked relentless, it's a great kind of, uh, 
it couples with it nicely and pushes it a little bit further. Nice. Yeah, I read them both last year. I like Relentless a lot better, but winning was uh, was definitely a good, you know, kind of reinforcement as well. Yeah. So absolutely. speaking of movies, I didn't have this on my list, but I got to ask you, I mean, do you have a favorite? Is that is that a tough question or? No, it, it's so I always I always maintain a, a, a batch of five. He's back again. He's folks. Back again. There's I. <laughs> I'll be real quick. I always hold five. So Star Wars, the original Star Wars, always, always, always against the, the, it changed everything. It's the most influential movie of all time in a lot of ways. So that one, I love Casablanca. That's an old movie, but I love it. I think it's the best screenplay ever written. Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I love Westerns. If I could make Westerns, that would be the, that I'd be in heaven. That's my favorite type of movie overall. So the good, the bad, and the ugly, um, the, I used to have the original Top Gun. I'm going to tell you, that new Top Gun is phenomenal. Like, I'd easily put that in my top five. That is an incredible cinematic experience. Absolutely. absolutely it is, love. really, yeah. That, yeah. And then finally, Rocky. Rocky's my always my number five in there because uh, I, I when you talk about just stories you want to tell, like, it's an underdog story. You know, so many companies have an underdog story. That's the quintessential cinematic underdog story is Rocky. That's why I love it. Wow. So there's five for you. <laughs> that was a non-scripted question, but I know it seems like you've given us a lot of thought. So that's really cool. I wrote those down. Thank you. How about uh, your next travel destination? Well, the, and that will be Revolt. It'll be Gatlinburg in uh, October 13th through 16th. So we'll be going there to, to Eastern Tennessee again to do another retreat. So we'll be headed there. Nice. Sounds good. Um, how about when you're not shooting, when you're not editing, what is William doing on a free Saturday? I'm probably thinking about, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but no, no joke. A lot of times like, am I have to really shut my brain off because I'm always thinking about something or other, but no, in all honesty, I'm spending time with my kids, but even more so I'm trying to find time to spend with just my wife, me, just me and her. Cause my, my wife works for Michelin. She's in a very like a, a, a big time like communications director position there. So she's got her own type of stress. I've got mine in between the kids. If I can find time just to spend with her, that's what I'm looking for on a free on a free day or free Saturday. Wow, that's awesome, man. Love to hear that. Uh, it is hard. It is hard. Yesterday, yeah. yesterday was Tuesday. My wife and I just uh, we took out lunch and, and had lunch in our back patio for like 20 minutes and like you know even that just little things like that. Um, you know, yeah, it's uh, really good to connect. All right. So as that's we awesome. part, one piece of advice for someone that's watching, listening that just needs a little bit of a push to get outside their comfort zone and get out of their own way. The, the thing I always, the thing I always tell new, like any type of shooters, especially if I'm, if I'm just meeting them at a conference or whatever, is just, you got to keep going with, got to keep looking for opportunities to, to make content. Even it's, even if it's just for yourself, because I mean, there was a long time where I, I didn't have a full-time job like this. I needed to find opportunities to shoot. Like there's, I have a friend, I'm mentoring him in the video field. And right now he doesn't have a full-time job. So, you know, I told him, go find events in the area and go shoot them and then give them the video and show them that you have the work ethic and the passion to do it. Because if you do the, the tech and all the stuff will come, it'll come in time. You'll learn all that stuff. You can look up videos on that. That's fine. You can't look up on videos on how to care and be passionate about telling the story. You got to get out there and show that you're willing to do it at any hour, any time, any day, and being able to edit any hour after that, you know, being able to just put forth that kind of effort. So my biggest advice is just always just 
be relentless because I, I that's why I love those books is like you just got to have that relentless attitude about it and that no matter what I'm going to create something even if it's not for somebody it can be for me to help get myself out there as a creator so if you're doing that I'm telling you eventually somebody's going to be like yeah, I'll give this person a shot maybe it works out maybe it doesn't but at least you're going to create an opportunity I mean, for the most part people aren't knocking down doors to find like uh, to find people that have media arts degrees or whatever, but you know, you gotta, you gotta really hustle to get yourself noticed to be able to find your way in because let's face it, unfortunately, and Joe, you've probably come across this marketing is always the first thing that's going to get cut. If something's going to get cut, it shouldn't be, but darn it, it is. So you gotta, man, you just gotta be relentless about being able to create stuff. You gotta be relentless in it. Even if it's not for something right now, it can be for something later. You just gotta keep creating. Perfect ending, man. Be relentless. Create your own opportunity wherever you are, whatever position you're in, whatever position you aspire to. Awesome words, brother. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for spending some time. I know you're busy, obviously, but uh, thanks for sharing your experience, your insight and expertise with our audience. I, I think they'll get a lot of value from it. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate